Good evening and welcome to WDIY and Charla Comunitaria. I'm your new host, Audio Ortiz. Let me give you a brief introduction of myself. I've worked and lived in the Lehigh Valley for over 29 years. I've been a Southside resident for over 25 years of work in private companies, nonprofits, and government. I was the first Latina elected to the Bethlehem Area School Board and worked for State Representative Steve Samuelson for over nine years as a legislative assistant and as his district office director. But my biggest accomplishment, I'm married to Jose Ortiz, and I have two adult sons and one daughter-in-law. Finally, I'm going to be a grandma at the end of the year, so that to me is the most amazing accomplishment of all my life. I would like to say thank you from the bottom of my heart to my good friend Olga Negreon, who has recommended me for this hosting position. Of course, you know that Olga was the host of this program, and she has now accepted a position with the state of Pennsylvania as the executive director of Governor Shapiro's Advisory Commission on Latino Affairs. Good for her. This evening, we have an exciting program. Are you excited over there? Listening for all our English and Spanish-speaking listeners, we are going to talk about the Hispanic Center and their Fiesta Gala and the importance that it has in our community. And I'm pleased to welcome my first guest in my honor, Victoria Montero, Executive Director of the Hispanic Center. Welcome back, Victoria, to Charlotte Comunitaria. Thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure being here. Victoria, you have been in our community for many years, and many people already know you. But give a brief introduction for those that were not able to listen to our previous program. Sure. I am the currently executive director at the Hispanic Center Lehigh Valley. I've been serving that role for the last five years. And I'm actually also employed by St. Luke's University Health Network as the network director for community workforce development. And I have worked in the nonprofit sector for now 20 years. I am Mexican, and I am very proud to be a Latina (laughs) and celebrate the Hispanic culture in every way possible. And I love, you know, doing this work, serving our community and working every day to improve the quality of life through many different programs. And on a personal end, I'm a mom of three beautiful kids that they are my everything in my life and my motivation. That's my job that I enjoy the most out of everything I do in my life. I know that that touches my heart because like as a mom and now a grandma, I think sometimes that should be our first, first priority. And and, and thank you for being here and for taking the time. You know, I know you're a busy person and you're here with me today on my first (laughs) show. And and I I thank you for, for, for that. Now, give me some history about the Hispanic Center and how it helps our community. Mm -hmm. The Hispanic Center Lehigh Valley opened its door in 1968. A group of community leaders, uh, the Puerto Rican community, uh, raised $750. And the whole concept was to open up an agency that would increase the social capital of newcomers. You know, at that point, Bethlehem Steel was here in the Lehigh Valley. There were many people from many different countries coming. And our Latino community was arriving here, and there was no place to look and get resources to get connected to the community. So that's why the Hispanic Center Lehigh Valley opened its doors. Today, the center has grown, has gone through a transformation. We've worked uh, over the last five years on doing capital improvements, doing a lot of um, large capital campaigns. And today we operate a food pantry, a senior center program, wow. a social service. We're going to be opening a cultural linguistic workforce development center this summer to provide opportunities to our community and really focus on how do we help people break the cycles of poverty by connecting them back to education. 
And co-located within our Hispanic Center, we have the WIC office that serves over 10,000 appointments here in Northampton County. Very important. And also we have the St. Luke's Hope Clinic that provides medical and case management for people infected with HIV. Wow. To have all those services, you know, that means money, right? And how the community that are listening to us and, and our Spanish listeners or English-speaking listeners could be part of contributing to the Hispanic Center so they continue doing all this work. How can they do that? Um, so there's many ways to support the Hispanic Center, as many other nonprofits here in the Lehigh Valley. So in order for the Hispanic Center to remain open, all of our work is done through grants, corporate partner donations, volunteers, in-kind donations, you know, we are dealing right now after COVID-19 with many crises in our community. We have a food crisis. We have seen a significant increase in food insecurity, the housing crisis. You know, there's homelessness, many a lot of homelessness. homelessness. There's many, many challenges right now. And the Hispanic Center is able to keep its doors open because of the support of, you know, as I mentioned, grants that we get from the state, from the federal level, um, volunteers individual corporate donations, individual donors. So every effort and every donation that we receive supports back every single of those programs and the community that we serve at the Hispanic Center. And one other fundraising strategy that we've been doing for many years is our annual fiesta. So what the Hispanic does, it plans an annual gala and this gala supports all the money that is raised through the event, goes back to support the programs at the Hispanic Center. So supporting this event is supporting the efforts of the Hispanic Center to be able to improve the quality of life of the residents that we serve. Thank you, because I was going to go to my next question, and there you go. <laughs> there are many Latin American cultures in the Lehigh Valley. Which culture are we celebrating this year at the Fiesta Gala? So Fiesta every year focuses, as I mentioned, on raising money for the Hispanic Center funds that are going to support the operation. And as part of our planning process for this event, we also want to educate our community about the diversity within our Hispanic community. There is so much beautiful diversity here in the Lehigh Valley from a Latino community, and we want to display that through Fiesta. So this year, we're going to focus on Ecuador. So our decorations, our food, our music, you know, every concept that we can incorporate displaying the culture from Ecuador is going to be displayed at the event. And the whole idea is that our guests are coming, and they're going to get to experience what it's like to be in Ecuador. And it's an opportunity to show people how diverse and how unique we are, but also at the same time, how united we are as a community and how we can celebrate each other. You know, I'm Mexican, so I'm going to this year, I'm going to be celebrating Ecuador with my friends at Fiesta. And this is something that we love to do at the Hispanic Center. So it becomes a fundraising, you know, su supporting the Hispanic Center, but also an opportunity to educate our community partners that are coming. And of course, to enjoy a beautiful Latin night at Fiesta. Now, and one of the things that really, really, really got to my heart is that not only you were very focused on the country, but also you focus on the people of Ecuador. And you came up with something called Unsung Heroes. And we are going to be celebrating some of those people on that day. Can you give us like day 
dates uh, or the, the date of, of the fiesta, any information that, that you could give us so people are listening to us and they want to come and join us, they are able to do so. Yes, yeah, so fiesta is approaching. So anybody that would like to join us is going to be on June 23rd. We're going to have the event at Wind Creek Event Center. So we're very excited to have the event at a newly renovated facility for Wind Creek. So we're very excited to welcome our community. If people are interested in joining us, they can purchase tickets. They can do uh, contact the Hispanic Center. And there's many different ways on how they can support the event to support back the operations of the center. Can you give us the Hispanic Center phone number so they, they know where to call? or? So the it? best way to do is look in our website. So if you visit www.hclb.org, all the information about the event is listed on our site, and it will give you opportunities to learn about the sponsorship opportunities, how can you get involved, and any ways that people, you know, if they have any questions, they can contact the Hispanic Center through our email, and we can contact them back to figure out a way that how can we get the connected to the event. Victoria, you have come and given us so much information, and we are so grateful for all that you do. And also, I just wanted to know, Give me something about you that we haven't heard before. Like, I was talking to a friend and I said, sometimes, what is it that makes you do this? What is it that makes you get up every morning and say, I'm going to do this job? Why? You know, that's a really interesting question. And I think I, I came to the United States when I was 14 years old. I did not speak a word of English. And it was a long process to get here. You know, immigration process is very complicated and it's even more complicated now. So when I came to this country, I knew it was a land of opportunities. And that's the first thing my dad told me when we arrived here. You know, you are now here in the U.S. You have so many great opportunities to find a career, to find something of your passion. And when we came here, we have nothing. We came to the Hispanic Center. We were one of the families that came to the Hispanic Center. My mom was expecting my younger sister. And we went to the wake office at the Hispanic Center. Never in my life would I ever dream or think that I would be working at the Hispanic Center years later as the director. So through my experiences coming from Mexico, I got connected to many different opportunities in my life, you know, academically, with the local community college, with Strasbourg University, working at St. Luke's Hospital. And now I get to serve and work for the community that once helped me when I got here to the U.S. So that's something that I have loved to do. And I started working very young in the public, in the nonprofit sector as in Luke's Hospital. So I have now over 20 years of experience and I have love every single day. You know, it's very challenging work, but it's extremely rewarding. And that's something that I love to do and really be able to continue finding opportunities, bringing new programs to improve the quality of life for Latino community here in the Lehigh Valley. Talking to you is like, you know, getting every day more information and more reasons for us to go out there and do something. You know, so in a Hispanic center, there's a lot of uh, opportunities to do something. What what can we do like uh, regular people here in the community to help the Hispanic center? There's many ways to get involved. So if people are interested in coming in and they want to volunteer. So we have uh, volunteer opportunities in our senior center program, in our food pantry program. You know, for instance, our food pantry, when it opened its doors, it went from serving 800 people in a year to now almost 5,000 people. So we have so many needs in our food pantry. So people are interested in coming in for a couple hours. You know, many times people think that when you're going to volunteer in a nonprofit, you need to commit to very long hours. No, 
every hour counts. If you can come in for one hour, an hour is you know enough for us, and we are going to be thankful and appreciate of that. If people want to come in as a corporate partner, they want to come in and do a donation, they want to bring a large volunteer group to do an activity with us. Also, you have a talent. And as an individual, you want to share your talent with our seniors so you can come in and do an activity. So there's many, many different ways to get involved, and we'll be happy to take you around, you know, individuals on a tour, and people can learn. You know, we have many people come into our senior center program, and they live dancing. They're learning to the, they're listening to the Hispanic uh, music. You smell the sazon in the kitchen, the sofrito, oh, you know, goodness. all this good I'm already flavor. doing that. I'm already doing that. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it's such a fun place to be, and... Our seniors that come to the center every day give me so much energy. I always say that I want to be just like them when I'm 89 (laughs) years old. They come in the most beautiful energy every single day. I mean, it's 9 a.m. and they're playing already music and they're dancing on the dance floor. You know, we don't have to wait to go to a party night. You come to that party at the Hispanic Center. It's like time is running out and I'm just like here so pleased talking to you and listening and, and talking about the, the, the seniors, I've had the opportunity to be there. I mean, they have energy. Believe me, they do have energy. And they're so talented, talented people. And how we could help them also, I know that they're having like this, um, they're doing the stands and they'll need some kind of clothing for this particular dance. Tell me a little bit more of that. I have a minute to go, but I, I could still hear So that. our seniors have created this group that is called Talento Local. And our seniors, uh, they're very artistic. They love music. They love dancing. They love the arts. So they prepare performances and they go out to local schools. They go out to different community partners. And they are sharing the Hispanic culture with those community members. So as part of that process, you know, they do a lot of practice at the Hispanic Center, but they want to have beautiful costumes. They want to have the clothes, the instruments to go along. So we're always looking for community partners that want to come in and either support activities with the seniors or either interesting in the seniors going to one of their events at their local corporations, you know, let us know and we'll be happy to arrange them. You will not be disappointed. They are the most beautiful people to be around and the energy they're going to give. Um, and you know, Audia, every place they go, they always, you know, they get everyone up and dance. Victoria Montero, thank you for being here tonight and for being my first kiss here at Chala Comunitaria. No, Audia, thank you so much for inviting me. It was a pleasure. I hope and I invite everyone to join us at Fiesta. So don't forget, it's approaching. So if you're interested, let us know. Purchase the tickets and we hope you to see you there. You're listening to Chala Comunitaria. This is Audia Ortiz. Spread the word about your business or organization to a well-informed audience. Become an underwriter with WDIY. Our lineup of NPR news and locally produced programs reaches thousands of engaged listeners in the Lehigh Valley and beyond. Underwriting on WDIY is an affordable and effective way to provide information about your product and services to people who care. To learn more about underwriting opportunities, 610-694-8100 or WDIY.org. Tune up your week with a great variety of jazz music on WDIY, Monday through Friday nights from 9 to 11, offers many choices from the world of jazz, featuring traditional to modern styles, plus Swing Sunday at 5 p.m. and Improvisational Jazz on the Bridge, Sunday nights at 10 p.m. 
listen for new releases, interviews with artists, and information on upcoming performances right here on WDIY. Welcome back to Charla Comunitaria. This is your host, Aurea Ortiz, and I have the pleasure and the honor of with me in my first interview. Woohoo! I want to welcome my guest, Catherine Vargas, man. Yep. Okay. Catherine, tell me about you. So our listeners, our Spanish listeners, our English listeners will know who you are. Great. Well, thank you for having me. I am so excited for the opportunity. So I was actually born in Quito, Ecuador. I've lived in the Lehigh Valley for 20 years now. Um, I graduated from Lehigh University, so that's how I'm connected to the area um, with a major in marketing. I have my MBA from the Universidad de Barcelona, and I currently work for Olympus. I've been at Olympus for over 10 years. I am a grants manager in the medical and scientific affairs department, but I have had roles in corporate social responsibility, product marketing. And so I get to focus a lot on the corporate giving aspect, but on the medical side um, at the organization. And then in terms of community involvement, I am a board member at the Hispanic Center Lehigh Valley, and I have been for five years. I'm currently the chair of the fundraising committee as well as the board secretary. So very involved with everything going on with the organization. And then I get the honor of serving as the campus pastor at Life Church Bethlehem. So I'm an ordained pastor as well with Life Church and my husband and I get that honor. So that's a, a little bit about me. That is so exciting and so, oh my goodness, you are all over. And I just wanted to know, because the Hispanic Center is so important and you bring that beauty that the human side and also we're celebrating this year ecuador yes and to me having someone that will teach us because you know i think that all these events should be about uniting us mm -hmm. as people mm -hmm. like i'm from puerto rico you're from ecuador but i i gotta be honest i knew something about ecuador but it was like you know not as much as i should yes Because sometimes we just get some so blend into our lives that, that we don't we don't want it not that we don't want to, but we don't have the time to go out and seek information and, and connect with one another. So tell me about this year's activity in Ecuador and how it feels that it's your country who's going to be celebrated. Yeah, so it's such an honor. And as you said, I feel like the Lehigh Valley is so diverse in terms of even our Hispanic population. Um, but at the same time, I think it's predominantly Puerto Rican or Dominican. So we don't hear a lot about Ecuador, right? The representation may not quite be there. But to me, it's an honor. So although I'm a chair of the fundraising committee, I didn't get a say in what country we were highlighting in the Hispanic Center. But when the staff came and they said, you know, this is what we're doing, where Fiesta is going to be centered in Ecuador, I felt honored because what a great opportunity to be able to talk about my country, the beauty of my country. Okay. Talking about the beauty of your country, describe to me, just take me in that imaginary trip to Ecuador so I'll be able to understand better your culture, your food, the people. Sure. Ecuador. Absolutely. So I think 
what a lot of people don't know about Ecuador is that it's such a small country but has such a large biodiversity. So we are known in terms of tourism as a country with the four worlds. So what we mean by that is that in like 100,000 square miles of a country, so picture a country the size of like Colorado, the state of Colorado, there are so there's so much biodiversity. So for example, we have the Andes Mountains, we have the beaches at the coast, we have the Galapagos Island, and we also have the Amazon. And so we really take pride in that, that there is so much diversity in such a tiny country. And- the indigenous population. What can you tell me about that? So definitely very predominant in, in, in our culture. And it has continued to influence even our food, even um, the way people dress a little bit. You, you still see it specifically in the Andes Mountains. You see people that are wearing their typical clothing. You also see in a lot of the markets where you're able to get the artisanal things made, you can see that influence. And, and it's just so beautiful to know that it's still such a large part of the culture. Okay, I am sometimes restricted on food because of, you know, because like doctor tells me things, <laughs> but I love food. Yes. So talking about food, how's food in Ecuador? The food is delicious. And I think it goes back to that diversity that we have in terms of, you know, having the coast. So the seafood, the ceviche, very different than the, the Peruvian ceviche, but, you know, lots of shrimp and, and different fresh seafood. And that's what you would generally find in the coast or like a rice mixed with seafood. So picture like a paella, but you know, exactly. But with, with those I South American, <laughs> with those <laughs> South American flavors. Um, so un arroz marinero se llamaría. Um, oh my goodness! So delicious. Ya, ya me está haciendo la boca agua. El arroz marinero. Chancho, chancho, chancho. Okay, chancho. Like in Puerto Rico, we would call it pernil. Uh, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So you would find that a lot in the Andes region. Mm-hmm. Very typical. It is often served with potatoes and corn. So we're very oh, yes, high yes. on that. Another thing that I love, it's my personal favorite, tortilla de papa. Olla pingacho, so it's basically picture. Mainvitas, mainvitas, por eso. Por supuesto. <laughs> so it's mashed potatoes with cheese, and then it's turned into like a little pancake, and oh, you fry my God. it. Amazing. And then it's accompanied by, by the chancho, by the pernil. It's very similar to the pernil. Gracias a Dios que no estamos en la hora del almuerzo. No por la noche. Nos da hambre. ¿Qué te, cuando tú piensas de Ecuador, qué te trae a casa, allá? ¿Qué tú te acuerdas? ¿Qué, qué te hace eh, soñar con, con tu patria? Uh-huh. Cuando me tomo yo una taza de café cada mañana, recuerdo mucho mi patria. ¿Por qué? Porque al tener tantas montañas, tenemos un café delicioso. Um, and, and so every morning while I sip my cup of coffee, I remember, you know, looking out the window when I was a little kid and seeing those mountains. Um, so I'm originally, like I said, from Quito. So that's the Andes. And there are 28 mountains. Oh um, so so the, the, it, there's what's called the row of the volcanoes. So if you're in Quito, you can sit down and you can see all those peaks. And that's what I remember. So every time I drink my first cup of coffee in the morning that I have to have, it's that. It's remembering just that 
beauty of the nature of my country. Oh my goodness! You see, I, I want to go now. And you, you'll have to come. <laughs> and, and and whoever's listening, you have to visit Ecuador Absolutely. because you know, like mountains, nature, good food, good people. Hello, now. <laughs> Now, how Ecuadorian culture is represented here in the Lehigh Valley, and what people do you know that is Ecuadorian that sometimes when we're looking and say, okay, who do you know here in the Lehigh Valley? Yes. So to be very honest, I don't know a lot of people from Ecuador, but for example, actually right down the street, there's Couch Potato, the restaurant, mm -hmm. and the owner is Ecuadorian. And he is one of the first Ecuadorian um, restaurants in, in the area. And they make the, the potato pancakes I told you about. Oh so you goodness. should go so, check them out. So is Couch, for the listeners, what is it? Couch? Couch Potato. And Couch potato. Yep, and, and they're here in, in South Bethlehem. He has his store, and he also has a food truck. So, you know, he's he's definitely growing as an entrepreneur and somebody I'm proud of just to see that, you know, he, he's bringing the culture with the food and making our country proud. Exactly. How diverse cultures are coming here to the Lehigh Valley and making it better. Yes. And that's, and that's what we're showcasing here today. How... We, in different ways, could contribute to our Lehigh Valley. Now, what influence or performance will be seen like our, from Ecuador at the Fiesta Gala, if you know? Yes, absolutely. And, and I think one of the things that the Hispanic Center does such a good job of is trying to incorporate components of the different countries. Um, because, yes, it's a fundraiser, but it's also that opportunity, like you said, to learn about the richness in our cultures and educate people in that. Um, so this year, we are going to have a DJ that is from Ecuador. So he will be providing the entertainment. Um, so trying to, you know, have that and bring bring the roots. The food will also be Ecuadorian as well. So Wind Creek has done a great job at developing a menu that's very culturally appropriate. So you'll have the ceviche and the, and the chancho and all of that stuff. Okay. Before we go. Yes. Because, like, we've been talking really nicely on, on this and, and very enthusiastically talking about Ecuador, the food, the country, and also the fiesta gala. But tell me about you, because I heard a little bird here that told me that, that there is another baby on the way. So tell me. Tell me about that. Yes, absolutely. Um, so I actually have four daughters already at home, four girls. Um, the first three are adopted by me, but love them as if they were mine. Um, and then we have our two-year-old Luciana that my husband and I had together. Um, and we're expecting in August our, our little girl. So we're excited to continue to have a house full of girls, five girls. And you know something? Within the Fiesta Gala... We were saying, okay, we're honoring a country, but a country is made of people. Yes. And those are the unsung heroes that, that we don't see and that we don't know about. And one of the things that we're also going to be celebrating at the Fiesta Gala are the unsung heroes of Ecuador. And you're one of them. What an honor. You're one of them because all that you do on a daily basis for the people around you, with, and, and, and with such grace and such love, should always be honored. So we salute you as the unsung hero of Ecuador. Thank you so much. As long as, <laughs> and, and many other unsung heroes from Ecuador that we've been honored on Fiesta Gala, but 
we want to honor you today here in the show because we have you here in person. <laughs> so thank you for all you do. Thank you for who you are. And thank you for providing this opportunity for us to celebrate you and Ecuador. And I'm thanking my guest today, Catherine. And I'm also thanking Victoria for being on Chala Comunitaria. They have been wonderful guests. If you would like to listen to this program again, you could go to WDIY.org or listen in on the WDIY app. My name is Audi Ortiz, and you're listening to WDIY 88.1, Chala Comunitaria. You have a great evening. Buenas noches. Hemos hablado muy amenamente con Catherine, con uh, Victoria. Hemos aprendido mucho sobre Ecuador, su gente, y sobre una héroe que tenemos aquí de Ecuador, la música, la comida. Gracias a, a mis invitadas por su tiempo, a Victoria por todo lo que hace en la comunidad. Victoria es una gran mujer, una excelente eh, warrior, como yo le digo. Y esta grata conversación, eh, la primera, así que perdóname si eh, en alguna manera o alguna forma este, eh, no he expresado externamente este agradecimiento que yo tengo dentro de mí. Si usted quiere escuchar este programa nuevamente, por favor, conéctese con nosotros en wdylatinay.org o escúchenos en el app de wdylatinay.org. Mi nombre otra vez es Aurio Ortiz y usted está escuchando la emisora WDI y, y Latina Y. Por favor, tengan paciencia conmigo, 88.1. Están conversando con Aurea en el programa Charla Comunitaria. Que tenga una hermosa noche, muchas bendiciones y gracias por su sintonía. Gracias. If you enjoyed this program, please go to WDIY.org or the WDIY app to share or become a WDIY member.